A big show this week. We welcome Chris Jericho into the program. We'll also talk Rio Punk Briscoe's Major League Wrestling Tournament updates and more. Let's get to it. Third League Radio. Definitely not take three. We're just going to jump in. Uh, <laughs> news bits. I don't know. Cool thing for me. I did not see Rio. Rio came back. I didn't see it. I missed it. He had to tell me. He was like, dude, 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 Rio. Yeah, I was, I don't know, arguing with people on Facebook or Twitter or something. I, I don't know. Totally did not care that AEW women's division was just saved uh, last Wednesday. <laughs> Speaking of uh, saviors coming in, CM Punk. Everybody was disappointed with the first promo. He comes in. He's got uh, another promo, a well-written promo. I don't know who the writer was in Both. the back that did this one. But Both promos. People were talking about, Raw, wow. And, and, I, honestly, I wasn't I wasn't as impressed as some people. No, both promos on Raw and SmackDown both felt scripted to me. Like, lacked, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, definitely lacked scripted. Lacked personality. It, it was obviously his way of delivering the words, and it was written in a way that he would talk, and I'm sure that he was able to add nuances and words in there. But they, they heavily are not letting him talk like he wants to talk, at least right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's got that trust. Um, also, another cool, interesting uh, thing I saw earlier was, well, you know, about two years ago, Major League Wrestling filed a lawsuit against WWE, an antitrust lawsuit, just saying, hey, we tried to get on Tubi, we tried to get on Vice, they said no, they threatened these people, we're not going to do business with you. Uh, Tubi works with Fox, by the way, SmackDown's on Fox. Uh, lawsuit got <coughs> dropped out in February, and then... MLW refiled it. It got accepted. WWE said, no, will you guys drop it? And they were like, no, 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 we're not going to drop this. Court wouldn't drop it. So it's been settled. That's all we know. <laughs> From the story to the twists and turns and here and there. We can, we tell, can tell you it's been settled. That's it. WWE recently, I mean, it looks like they're trying to get out of it. And I don't know if they're straying away from that just because of the new management or if they're actually just trying to cover their ass for the lawsuit um but you can look that they've been not blocking venues anymore i don't know i like some of the things that wwe has done since endeavor has taken over i don't like the cutting back on house shows this is where people i say this and i i probably sound all conceited and everything when i say it but if you don't understand pro wrestling, you shouldn't run a pro wrestling show. I say that at the same time as when Anthem bought TNA. They didn't know a thing about pro wrestling. And now TNA is a pretty good show if you're watching regularly. I know a lot of people don't have access or maybe don't watch. If you have the chance, watch. It is a really good show. But And, and there's lots of ways to watch that we're not going to get into right now. Cause... Yeah, yeah, of course, because I'm, I'm making a point about Endeavor. But they're cutting house shows because... Well, they cost too much money. For one, you're not going to make money on house shows. They're not there to make money. They're there to get work in. They're there to maybe get some guys to sell some autographs and t-shirts, but they're there for guys like Omos to get work in. I mean, sure, you're going to have the Cody Rhodes that has to go to Texarkana, Arkansas. Who, you know, who's in Texarkana, you know? But at the same time, Guys like Omos, guys like, I ran into Charlie Haas at a house show one time in like 2002, I think, when he was just now coming up. Guys who need work, who aren't going to get a chance to get it. There's a difference between getting work in the performance center and getting work in front of a crowd. 
their house shows are booked with their main stars and they run the same matches each show. So whether they're in Ohio, like on, on, let's say on this particular run of house shows, they did um, Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. They're going to do that for the whole month or two, however long they're on that circuit. That's just going to be that match. And that's how they're doing it. It it's heavies the load on the guys because they do use some of the guys that they wouldn't usually use, yes, but they do use their big guys, too. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I've been kind of wondering how to broach this topic because it kind of got me a little bit irritated earlier, a little bit upset with several people. Um, but WWE on Fox, you can't blame the intern, I think, who did it because I don't think the intern knew. But they posted a picture uh, and said, We dim boys! And it wasn't a picture of the Briscoes. That upset Mark Briscoe. Upset a lot of people. Upset me. But the strange thing that's come out of this is people not knowing the Briscoes deserve that level. You know what I mean? People not knowing why the Briscoes deserve to keep them boys. Like, you know what I mean? You don't just get to take Nature Boy. Ric Flair just didn't say, hey, I'm the Nature Boy Ric Flair. There was battles with Buddy Landell, you know what I mean? It was like, there's a certain level you reach where your name, your nicknames, your certain finishing moves, certain looks, those are yours. You don't just have the Phenom, the Dead Man, Danhausen. You know what I mean? It's, it's brought to light that a lot of people don't realize how great and influential the Briscoes were as a tag team. You can go ask any tag team. In any country, in, in any part of the world. And, hey, what did you get from the Briscoes? You're probably going to get a million different answers. I just don't get it. You know, how do people not know? Another thing that's come on from this is, well, people don't know the Briscoes because Ring of Honor's never been that popular. It's never been that good. Like, didn't Eric Bischoff say something dumb about, like, just buying Ring of Honor and just cutting it, like, cutting his losses or something? It was like, the majority of WWE. He said if ROH right was a horse, he'd shoot it. Yeah, what the hell? The the majority of WWE's roster right now, where did they come from? Ring of Honor. A, a, a big portion of TNA's roster, where did they, or I'm sorry, All Elite's roster, where did they come from? Ring of Honor. Everyone you love has wrestled in Ring of Honor at least at some point. You know, uh, Ace Steel, BJ Whitmer, Adam Pierce. Uh, Actually, All Elite came from R- R- Ring of Honor. If All Ring in. of Honor doesn't help Cody, Rhodes, and, and the Elite make well, the first All In the show. The thing is, the Tony bought Ring of Honor. One of the biggest reasons was because I think they technically had the rights, them and Cody Rhodes, to All In. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, no matter what company you're in, loved the Briscoes. They're on a pedestal. They were the best tag team of the last 20 years. I mean, when they, they first started, they, they tag team wrestling alive when there was nothing there. When they first started, they got rejected from WWE, and since then, they were pretty much blacklisted. But even if they did, even if WWE wanted them, they wouldn't go because of how they were treated. You know, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they kept tag team wrestling alive when. So you can't okay, use that as a tag team wrestling was just. Two people together. It wasn't a team. It was like, I don't know, Big Show and Chris Jericho. It's Jericho. Show. You know what I mean? During a time when people didn't respect tag team wrestling, the Briscoes kept it going. This is Third League. All right, tournaments. Moving on to tournament time. Uh, we'll get into some All Japan real quick. I, uh, I cannot tell you that Cyrus and Ryan Davidson, our friends, won. 
the Tag League, the world's strongest tag determination league. I cannot tell you that they won. Uh, but they did get eight points, so good for them. Uh, the winners said, now this was a single block league, so if you got the most points in the block, you won the league. Uh, so the winners are Katsuhiko Nakajima and... Hokuto Amore. Hokuto Amore. There we go. Nice. See, I would have just butchered that if I didn't have any help on that. Uh, so moving on from that, we go to the junior battle of glory. Now this one, uh, Dan Tamora had eight points. Naruki Doi had eight points. They met in the finals. Dan Tamora gets the win on this one. Kabeem was like, oh, hell no. So yeah, expect a uh, Naruki Doi victory next year. World Tag League. Moving on. New Japan World Tag League. So, the winner of the World Tag League gets a shot at Bishamon and the New Japan World Tag Team Championships. But Bishamon was in the final of the World Tag League. They were taking on Gorillas of Destiny, Hikaleo, and ELP. Now that Gorillas of Destiny is a full faction, you right, can't just right. say, you know. Uh, but uh, so it was. Hikaleo and ELP in this one. And this was a good, this was a 40-minute match. But the finish saw Goto pin El Fantasmo. And uh, Bishamon hit Naruku after 40 minutes. And they would get the win in the World Tag League Champions. But since they are already the champions, they cannot challenge the champions. So they get to pick their own challenger for Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th. And they pick the New Japan Strong Openweight Champions... Gorillas of Destiny, Hikaleo and EOP. It's a rematch. It's for now, both titles. There's a think about this just really quickly. They're they're unifying the strong open weight title into the triple crown title. Looks like they're gonna unify the IWGP and New, New Japan Strong Weight tag titles. Are we redoing New Japan Strong? Are we renaming or rebranding New Japan of America? Maybe, because that was um you know, when we got to go to the uh, New Japan event, the Lone Star Shootout, that was on a lot of uh, promotional material that I was uh, sent with emails and things like that. And if you go to the website, New Japan of America is a, is, is a big part of the website there. So maybe, maybe. Continental Classic. Eddie Kingston stays alive just barely yeah. by defeating... Uh, Claudio Castagnoli. And see, I, wow, see, two two surprises this week in the uh, Blue League. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought Claudio was going to get the win. The whole match, I should have known, because the whole match was just Eddie getting beat up. <laughs> Eddie would come back, but Claudio would eventually just take over and just beat him down. Eddie would still stay alive and fight and stay alive and fight. And then he comes out, gets the win. Whoa. I mean, shock. And then the second match of that particular show featured Andrade El Idolo defeating Brian Danielson in 18 minutes and 33 seconds. Almost a draw. No, see, okay, the cool thing about that, or I don't know, the cool thing, interesting thing, I was watching uh, some... And, uh, he's and, not... Uh, Danielson was not injured. He cut yeah, his eye. Yeah, but no, see... Cut it, whatever. It's, he's fine. He's still literally Andrade's wrestling right trying now. to help. He's like, oh, no, he's, like, concerned. Blackpool's pushing him away. No, 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 no. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. I like that about Blackpool. It, I mean, it, it really does make Andrade look strong on his way out. We see he is making his CMLL return soon. I don't know if maybe 
He will re-sign with Oli and work in CMLL. He's not really worried about the money, per se, I don't believe, so... Yeah. It's really just about where he's working, I think, in his environment. I don't... Yeah. I think he's wanted to move or go to CMLL for a while. So, Gold League, um, it's set up for a wonderful match on Wednesday. On uh, Lethal well, was eliminated, and Rock... Mark Briscoe is also eliminated. Yeah, yeah but they, you know, they're still going to have to go through the matches here. But it sets up, and this could be where Jay White sneaks in, but it sets up Moxley and Swerve. It sets them up in the fourth round. I think Jay White, I think he's oh, going to get the next two wins, but I think he might catch Moxley up. But whoever and, wins this is going to be... Moxley and Swerve are both undefeated. Yeah, this is going to be a classic matchup. This is going to, and we're getting it on free TV. But every matchup in the Continental Classic has been... I mean, just good. I can't think of a bad match. Through the whole series, I can't think of a bad match. They're all pay-per-view main event quality. Yeah, at least, definitely. A, definitely. At least, if not second to last, like they're all pay-per-view quality. Final battle, Collision, Dynamite, winners coming. Um, some good matches on there. Uh, mostly Gold League tournament matches. We're going to hear probably about when the Golden Jets will use their title shot. We're going to hear from... Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Ocho is coming up, dude. I'm freaking when are you out. Gonna, where are you going to use your title shot, Jericho? Huh? <laughs> don't. Wait, here. I know, I know. Advice. I know, don't I know. Don't say, it when you joke. lose the title, you know, like you did last time, don't do that. When you win the titles <laughs> and then lose them, what will happen? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Chris Jericho right here on Third League Radio. I got goosebumps, man. Dallas Metroplex. Are you ready for a weekend of elite professional wrestling action live at the Curtis Caldwell Center? Wow! Absolutely phenomenal! On Friday, December 15th, Ring of Honor closes out the year with their most anticipated show of the year, Final Battle, which can be seen exclusively on ROH Honor Club. The ticket to the greatest ride of your life. And then on Saturday, December 16th. The hottest action is right here on AEW Collision. Tickets are on sale now and make a great holiday gift. Final Battle, Friday, December 15th. AEW Collision. Saturday, December 16th. A weekend of elite professional wrestling action live at the Curtis Caldwell Center. You're listening to Third League Radio. Welcome back in, everyone. We are here and we've got a special guest for you. He is... Legendary, he, greatest of all time. He is the pain maker. He is the Ocho. He is Chris Jericho. How you doing, man? I'm awesome, man. I'm very special. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for uh, coming in, taking your time with us. We sure do appreciate that. Um, got a lot I want to talk about today. Of course, uh, I want to talk. Winter is coming. Uh, we want to talk final battle. Final battle. I want to talk collision. But as we were looking up uh, kind of things to kind of get into, we. We started looking up on name like the Painmaker, the Ocho. We started looking up the line, all these different things. And one of the guys here at the station, Anthony, he goes, "I wonder how he knows when to change. When does he know to go to the new era of Jericho?" And I just thought, "When? When do you know?" I think it's just more of a of a feel of an instinctual um, thing, never wanting to be stale and wanting to constantly evolve and recreate and reinvent. It's the uh, kind of the David Bowie um, inspiration to where he always kept things fresh and always kept people guessing 
and I like that. Uh, I want to do the same thing. So yeah, when it starts getting a little stale, it's time to, to make a change, and that's what I've been pretty good at doing my whole career um, and knowing when it's time to, to, to move to the next thing. And, you know, I still have people sometimes that go, why do Jay? And it's like, yeah, that's cool, man. That was 20 years ago. You know, right. that's the list. And it's like, that was six years ago. And, <laughs> oh, you're the champion, which, you know, like it, it, all of those things resonate. And I kind of uh, equate it to like having a hit song to where when you play, you know, a concert, you know, and, and you go see Metallica, you want to hear Enter Sandman and you want to hear Ride the Lightning, but I also want to play some new songs too and you want to hear those as well. So that's kind of what I do with, with, with Chris Jericho is always keep people guessing uh, with a nod to the past, but most importantly, keeping an eye to the future. Yeah, okay. Speaking of music, you hit on this a few times about... Uh... A hit record and all. You, you do have a hit record. You, I mean, Fozzie's real big for us. We play Fozzie here on the show all the time. But Thank is you. That, is that something, because I've noticed a lot of wrestlers, um, whether it's rock and roll, whether, I mean, just any kind of music, it's a lot of people are into that in wrestling. Is that the creative boundaries between the two? Is that kind of something that links up? Um, I don't know. For me, it's something I've always done. I mean, I've been playing in bands since I was 13 years old. So when we started Fozzie, it was always with an eye on having, you know, big songs and playing great shows. And, and here we are now, seven consecutive top 10 hits on the radio and a gold record for Judas that, you know, you'll hear it getting played in hockey rinks and, uh, you know, football games. And so, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that I've always been into and then worked really hard to get to this point and, and you know, there are a lot of similarities between rock and roll and wrestling, um, both very high energy forms of entertainment, a lot of aggression, and both very contingent on the reactions that you get from the fans and the energy you get from the fans when they're watching. Um, but, you know, you kind of can reciprocate that. A live show is a live show, whether it's wrestling or music or Shakespearean play or whether you're a comedian, you have to connect with the audience uh, and make them get excited about what you're doing. And if you can do that, you'll always have a kick. So, uh, switching over to Winter is Coming. Now, I know uh, you and Kenny are going to be uh, speaking there, but that kind of leads me into, really, your first uh, things, or your first entrance to All Elite was before All Elite. It was you and Kenny. It was Alpha versus Omega. Now, you're teaming with Kenny's the Golden Jets. It's whether your opponents, whether your partners, what makes Omega Jericho work? Well, uh, it's great to to be working with Kenny because I think one of the reasons how AEW even started was, you mentioned Alpha vs. Omega at the Tokyo Dome in, in 2018. Uh, and the biggest reason why I was really interested in working with him is we're both from the same city in, in Canada, Winnipeg. And I was really supportive of him being another fellow Winnipegger that kind of was making huge waves in wrestling in Japan at the time. And I thought, well, let me go to Japan and, and work with him and just see how good he is and we had a classic match that Tony Khan my boss saw and realized that you could do another wrestling company because we did big business here in North America from that match in Japan so AW was kind of built one of the things was the foundation of Jericho versus Omega and we've had some great matches here and some great rivalries here and I think you know it's the beauty of wrestling when the, when the story comes around we always knew that we would make a great tag team because we have that chemistry we have similar ways of thinking about the business and relating to the business and um you know it was just the time was right with the stories that we were telling and once again wrestling is all about telling stories and it was just the right time for us to kind of come together and and join forces so it's been it's been great working against kenny 
and it's been a lot of fun working with him. Uh, and, you know, on, on Wednesday on Dynamite, it's the next chapter of the story of the Golden Jet. So, also on uh, Dynamite, on Collision, we've been having the Continental Classic. That's, I have not seen a bad match. I have been, every match has been stellar in this thing. Um, so, just talk about uh, the Continental Classic and is Chris Jericho ever going to enter a Continental Classic? Um, if I'm asked to, I'd be happy to. But I think, uh, you know, that's the beauty of it is you have this great collection of, 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 of guys in the match, uh, in the tournament, like you said. And I think it's very much based on, on a, you know, the G1 climax in, in New Japan where you want to try and get some great guys and some great matches. And that's, you're right, there hasn't been a bad match yet because we've got a great collection of awesome talent in that tournament. You know, and maybe next year... Uh, I'll be in it, but at the meantime, like you said, the story with the Golden Jets is kind of rolling, so it's probably the reason why Kenny's not in it either. Um, but next year, I mean, wow, what a what a what a great challenge that would be because, like you said, the the bar is being set very high by Mox and and, and Danielson and Swerve and all the guys that are in this tournament. And I'm really excited to see the matches on Wednesday and the matches on Saturday and to see kind of who's going to end up in the final. Yeah, I mean, this tournament's pretty great. It, you, it's got Swerve, Jay White, and Brian Danielson, all those big guys, like you said, but it also has these guys that no one maybe would have thought could even get a win, you know, like Brody King, for example. It does have those upsets in there, and, of course, a couple people getting eliminated early, so it's a very cool tournament for America. Well, the, the, thing, is that the thing is about it is even if you're eliminated, you can still play the spoiler. Exactly. And I think Mark Briscoe being in the tournament raises his profile. I'm a huge fan of Danny Garcia, uh, which is obvious by the fact that I even had him with me in the Jericho Appreciation Society. And he hasn't won a match yet, but every match he's had has been great. So he's a winner in that respect. And it's a good way, like you said, to, to get the points. And even if you don't get the points, just to raise your profile as a great pro wrestler. And I think all the guys in the tournament, like you mentioned, have been doing that. So I want to talk about uh, Final Battle a little bit. I want to switch over to Ring of Honor. As a former ring of honor champion uh do you look forward to final battle i mean i, I know final battle super card of honor they're always going to be uh big parts of my life for certain different reasons but uh i don't know what's your favorite final battle uh match that you're looking forward to well i mean i, I think you know i never worked in ring of honor ever and, and then last year you know becoming the ocho and being the ring of honor champion um i think we were really uh, did a great job in raising the profile of Ring of Honor by having me as the champ. I think it was a great time for my career. It was great for, for the title, uh, you know, winning it from Claudio and then losing it to Claudio at Final Battle last year, which was a great match, one of my favorites that I've had. Um, you know, once again, it's just it's just a different shade of, of, of wrestling for us here in AEW. So, you know, a lot of those matches on Final Battle, you could put them on full gear a dynamite or an AEW pay-per-view if, if you wanted to so um I, I think every show that we do and this week between dynamite and final battle and collision it's almost all of them are a pay-per-view card so you can't really exactly. go wrong with any of the matches that are on final battle and probably the one that that appeals to me the most is the six man with the black Tool combat club against mm -hmm. ftr and mark briscoe kind of honoring uh, the late, great Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Um, and I think you're always going to have that here in, in, in AEW is when you think of Ring of Honor, you're going to think of Jay Briscoe. And everybody always probably wants to put on the best matches they can uh, to live up to his legacy. 
And that, that's the, actually the match I was most excited for, too. I don't know about... Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of for me. But um, so I, I guess the kind of last question before we get you out of here, something I've kind of thought about is we always talk about how uh, young talent needs to kind of learn from older talent, which, of course, they do. But is there anything you've taken from the younger talent, maybe the younger owner in uh, Tony Khan? Uh, well, Tony's got such great passion for the business that kind of reignited mine. But my my, my passion was definitely reignited by, by AEW. Um, and I think I learned back in 2016 when, when in my last run in WWE, I, I would much rather be working with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I thought it was way better for me to be working with those guys because right. I was helping to raise those their profile by them being in the ring with Chris Jericho. But then I was also learning kind of a newer style that, that you know, the, the, right. the younger generation is doing. And that's what I've done here in AEW. I've loved working with NJF and Darby Allen and, and, and Jack Perry and Orange Cassidy and all of these guys, the young bucks. Um, I, would, I would much rather be working with them than working with Matt Hardy or Adam Copeland or, 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 or Christian. Not that I wouldn't want to have that. Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah. We've, we've done that before, right? I like the, the working with new opponents that I've never been in the ring with, and that's exciting to me because once again, you're raising their profile from them being in the ring with me, but it's also raising my kind of um, relevancies, shall we say, by working with these younger guys and kind of throwing down toe to toe with 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 the with the newer way of thinking. Yeah, very cool, very cool. To see, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's I don't know. When you get it like that, it's uh, just everything's perfect like that. Um, but I do, uh, I do want to let you go. I know you've got a lot of other places to get to, but uh, we've got winter is coming. That's coming up Wednesday. It's coming A-E-W up tonight. Dynamite. We have got uh, we've got final battle and collision that is coming up this week. That has got three big shows. We've got tickets for you, Jericho. Thanks for stopping in. We definitely appreciate it. Cheers, man. Always a blast to be in Dallas. It's going to be an awesome rock and roll party here with AEW in Dallas here this week. Match of the week. All right, so uh, that was Chris Jericho. I am still kind of nervous, shaking a little bit. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure all that out later. But what we got to do now, match of the week, uh, honorable mention. What do you got? My honorable mention this week. Out of No one's going to expect this. I'm going to go with Kenny Omega versus Ethan Page. Really? Okay. Not not the best match out there, but it was for the point of they tried to do something here with Ethan Page, and they've been pushing him on ROH. They've been ha- having him in this story yeah, with Tony I, Nese yeah. that is now, like, evolved and pushing him into the main roster, and he's actually getting... I mean, I know this is a match because he's from Canada, but it was a great match to showcase what he can do, and I think he actually will be a bigger part of the show probably on Rampage. Like, I think... Ethan Page has been working really hard, and Tony sees that. So, I mean, it, it definitely shows in the ring. If you, if you ever watched Ethan Page, watch him before, watch him now, because it's probably a little different. Okay, my honorable mention. Uh, well, it's going to feature the same three people, honestly. But my my honorable mention in my match of the week, it's going to feature Andrade, Danielson, and Daniel Garcia. Just not wasn't sure in what order, to be honest with you. Um, but it's going to be honorable mention. It's going to be Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson from Rampage. I thought that was 
you know Daniel Garcia is going to be good. He's still kind of working through, but that showcased a lot more. You know, the pro wrestler, sports entertainer, the dancer, the doing the moves, all that's kind of coming back in. It showcased the pro wrestler a lot more, but it brought out his charisma side. So I like that match. And just because of the injury work, just because of the Andrade win, just because of the actual match itself, that's got to be my match of the week. My match of the week is Swerve versus Mark Briscoe. Yeah. I I feel like we're seeing a generational heel healer here, just how we saw a generational heel in MJF. Like, people are going to be trying to replicate and be the next MJF. Just like, I feel like this is a legendary heel run we're seeing. This is like the new um, mankind, I guess. The new Cactus Jack or whatever, you know? Yeah, I like... Okay, if you watch a lot of... I mean, he's crazy. He's violent. And see, that's what I was going to get at. If you watch a lot of uh, anime, maybe horror movies or something, The Crow, really. Um, The bad guy in The Crow, very stoic, very kind of... Everybody around him is going crazy. That's Nana. Nana's going crazy, dancing, but Swerve's just walking down there. And you can can see Swerve kind of... In all of his match, at least recently, I feel like he starts out getting beat up and then he enters this new, I guess, realm where he just goes evil and he'll spit on people and he'll like low blow and yeah. he'll get, he gets a you sick fuck chant every match, <laughs> every single match. You're listening to Third League Radio. All right, uh, we're heading out. Before we go, quick rundown of Ring of Honor. We've got uh, Final Battle, Tony Nese, Ethan Page, Keith Lee, Shane Taylor. That's going to be a good one. we got Athena and Billy Starks for the women's title. we got the TV title. That's a six-way and Blackpool Combat Club versus Mark Briscoe and FTR. We'll see you next time. Third League Radio.